The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today I'm joined by my good friend, real estate broker and real estate investor and overall real estate mogul, Laquan Henley. Laquan, grateful for you being here finally, brother. I appreciate you inviting me to this community, my man. Thank you. No, it's been a whirlwind for us, right? It was kind of love at first sight. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And then you got me with uh, Easter. You yeah. Know, when you made that delicious spread of food all from your kitchen. It was, you know? a, it was a great time. It was. It was. <clears throat> it was. And now here we are. Look at us. Yes. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. No, it's crazy because you have gotten, it has been a long time coming. And we met through our good friend, Emma Butler, who's with Neighborhood Loans and mm-hmm. met at more of a social gathering of sorts and that she puts together. And it really started with community for us, like being a part of it, someone connecting us mm-hmm. or connecting through someone in that regard. And just hitting it off. And now we have a brotherhood together that we meet every every Monday and we do our thing. And so it, it's just become a part of our lives that we meet on a weekly basis. And it's just been an amazing uh, experience getting to know you and, and, and being your brother, man. I appreciate it, man. If always, more than anything, you've always been so open and welcoming. You have a great core. So after the meeting you and coming out of the studio and us breaking bread together, seeing that you're you're a wonderful cook, an even better host. That is, few people can pull that off and be wear all the hats as you do. It's been good. Most importantly, learning from you. That's been the biggest thing. I want to be around people that I can learn from, and uh, that's the one of the strongest pulls. Not to mention our faith as well. Being able to share that and getting to those conversations of knowing each other and things. So that's been the greatest part. Oh yeah. And to see too the behind the scenes looks of, of what it takes to not only be successful in life and see you thrive in so many aspects personally, but also professionally as a real estate broker and the things that we're working together on, collaborating on, but also just the way that I've seen you handle some adversities and challenges that you've gone through. I think it says a lot about you and it's just exciting to see you really living up to what this podcast is about, which is featuring people who are real estate moguls and you're doing it in multiple ends and I see you hustling, I see you putting the work in and the commitment to to be at this point. That's great to to get your story and learn some things about you. Like I learned about you being a DJ before. There's this other life before real estate for Laquan, right? Yeah, yes. Now, originally from Chicago's South Side, that's where you were born and raised into, right? Yeah, spent a lot of time there. Also lived in Kankakee for several years. So country, living, horses, pigs, all of that. Then came out here to the city and- Suburbs first, right? Suburbs, city through till eighth grade to eighth grade and then moved to the suburbs for high school, Hoffman Estates, and then now just moved to the city the past couple months and really enjoying that part, just getting more knowing Chicago, that is, the hustle, the bustle, and I'm usually driving in and out, but actually living here has been a different experience, I'd say. 
And you've really gotten the taste of the, like what Illinois is. Like you're a true Illinoisan. Right? You, you've had the country life. The, you still do you yeah. know, in some regards. Yeah. Uh, your dad lives out in the country and lived the suburbs and the city really in, twice, right? Mm-hmm. On the south side now living more central, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. But so now uh, tell me, getting into real estate, what was the draw for you? What was the fascination with it that led you to where you're at today, where you're so committed and passionate about it? Uh, Great question. I actually started cold calls where you basically got a phone book and you got a phone. You're dialing by hand in a Wolf of Wall Street type of arena (laughs) full of just animals, you know, that I'd say. But that's where you learned the hustle there, being around those guys that would come in all sorts of ways, mentally distorted and still making money and by cold calling and selling people and closing them. so And not real estate, though. Not real estate. Not real estate. It was all B2B. You call a phone book, hair salon, auto businesses, everything. You're looking to sell unsold 30-second spaces on oh, a radio wow. station. And you're dialing by hand. You can pick them up on the phone. And you just pretty much do everything that you can to get them to commit to that space for that ad there. And I did that for a few years and then learned a lot from the owner of the company. That's where I got a lot into self-development, self-help, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, things like that. And that really just started to carry me. And then I got to the point where uh, I wanted to keep my own clients. That is, I'm building this book of business that I wouldn't have been able to take with me. And I just got to a point where uh, my heart wasn't in it anymore. Uh, I felt like I should be doing something a little bit bigger and more meaningful. And uh, so after that, I started to get into real estate and one thing led to another. And then next thing you know, I got licensed. I took the tests all four times. I put everything into it, every single dollar that I had and did not have because I was borrowing, just borrowing money just to take the test and things like that. And took it, like I said, took it all four times, passed on the fourth, super excited. And the very next day I started cold calling people <laughs> on real estate, had no script, <clears throat> had no, no anything. I just knew that if I could sell from a phone book for someone that wasn't expecting my call, I would be able to at least sell a house for somebody that had a product that they wanted to sell, which was their house in there. And you do that enough times and you're genuine and you care and you're willing to serve, as simple as that is, we know that's not common or consistent in people. That's how I built it, just really just going after it every single day. That was the best thing that I was able to do, and it's it's no greater satisfaction than helping someone with their home because there's nothing more important to someone than their home. If They'll pay every bill that they can, but at least the one that they know they're gonna pay is a mortgage because they don't wanna lose their house. (laughs) You'll lose your car, You'll skip a hospital bill, maybe even your phone bill if you have to, but you're not going to lose where you live. Being a part of that industry for the past coming up on eight years now, it's really changed me, particularly when I started to move into dealing with foreclosures, pre-foreclosures, people that were losing their homes, and just seeing the things that they go through and how they're trying to piece their lives back together. It's really made it even more meaningful now, more than ever, being able to help people through those things in those certain situations. There's a great satisfaction in being able to pull them through. And you can't save everybody, though, when you're doing it. But when it comes to real estate, it's something that I'm, I see myself doing, a brand that I want to continue to build and want to keep the 
want to keep the business going, but also build as well and build a team, which is the next goal now. And I see how much you're putting into it, and it's admirable and to see the you know investment that you're making in yourself. And from I'm, I'm curious, going back to your days selling ad space, right? Um, mm-hmm. That uh, or ad, yeah, advertising in general, but that you had really been thrown into something because it's not like you went to school for this and Mm. usually people's first sales experience in real estate is real estate right Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily come from a sales background Mm. um but they like people and it seems like you had that and you obviously care deeply about others but what are those what are some of those things that you know having that experience set you up maybe a little bit different or things a little bit different that put you on a path towards success from your days cold calling? Man, that's a great question. I would say that the biggest thing is it's all a numbers game. When you're in sales, when you're in in any business, when it comes down to it, it's the consistency in which that you perform and go after it. And when it really comes down to it, there's all sorts of storms that everyone has in their business as I started to transition from doing radio to the real estate that everybody has the same problems that is which is creating consistent business that is and that's getting people that needs their car worked on doing hair podcasts or selling a house there it's how can you be consistent to draw in business and that and everyone has certain storms where things are just slow they're just not as fast as it was when it once I learned after a while once I went through it in because that was straight commission as well which is radio so you got 25 percent of everything that you sold so you got a commission you got a split percentage and profits are better than wages and getting a percentage of something is more than an hourly after a while though everything dries up where it's just not as consistent and you're not making the money but when it comes to as i mentioned being through that storm in radio and in real estate you have to stick through it you have to bunker down you have to board it up that is and you got to sit through that eye and do the work that you are required to do that you know what you have to do in order to past that storm because everything has a season and being able to sit through those things and know it's tough right now but eventually they're going to start to fall as long as I'm doing what I have to do that is it's not anything exterior of me it's not them it's me you reach out to enough people it's going to work out you're going to find the people that are going to work with you that see that you have some ingenuity with them in there and that you care and that you're willing to serve and they have something that they need which is someone to help them and guide them through that and it's the same thing through radio same thing through real estate same thing through anything that I've done but I've been in sales I started that job when I was when I was 20 oh, wow. so I've been straight commission <laughs> my entire adult life no salary wow at all yeah that's pretty liberating though it is which is why I say it's you've been through the storms <laughs> because when you're straight commissioned like any business owner when you got to bunker down a little bit and you know you got to stop spending as much you know, there. <laughs> stop doing those things they say Tony Robbins said he said when you're green you grow when you're ripe you're rot and for example you have a banana when it's green right it's not the best time to eat it you got some time before it rots there when it turns yellow 
that's the perfect time to eat it. But you also know it's going to be turning brown very soon, right? So you have to act. You have to do something with it. You're either going to eat it or it's going to be too late. It's going to be spoiled. Same thing with, with business. When you're green, like the banana, you need the money. So you work, work, that is. And then you start to build up this bank account. Everything works. You start to get all this money. But then when you're yellow is when you got all the money, right? But then you start to slow down little bit or things just start to slow down just naturally you don't have as much business that is so you have to figure out okay now I have to make a decision I have to slow down what I'm doing until I start to turn green again there and start to bring that money back in and start to learn what to do with it those are those storms right we all have them it's a business storms financial storms relationship storms it doesn't really matter what it is we all have them in there but it's not if anything it's just what you do with the circumstances that you're presented or the storm that you're in at that point. With radio, being in sales that long and then jumping into real estate, it was it really just ended up being the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and beyond that, though, it's also the journey that you've been on where you do believe in these things to the extent that I see you very committed to that personal development, if you want to call it that. You're looking to live the best version of yourself. And I've heard you use the analogy before of, you know, getting to heaven and being told this is the version of yourself you could have been and, and you're not living up to that right now. Mm. But what, I guess, what advice would you give to people in terms of that journey? Because it isn't just about business. And, and even though you can relate it to from real estate and things that you've done or, or radio sales, it's really a life thing that you're trying to find success in life, in relationships, in, in endeavors, in mindset, right, of not quitting, of believing in a certain way of having faith in something bigger and moving towards these things, right? How, how, what advice would you give in terms of developing that and some of the things that you need to change or, yeah, things that just, that, that need to happen in your life for, for those things to start really to take effect where you prioritize the best version of yourself or living, people call it living your best life, but mm. being that person that can handle difficult things, but at the same time, capitalize on opportunities. Let's just say we all know that if you want to achieve something or anything, there's going to be some tribulations. My grandmother told me tribulations work with patience in the Bible. And when you're going through things, you have to be patient to make it through. And if you want to be looking at other people that are successful and that have done things in the business, what I would tell anybody or just let's just say my younger self is just enjoy the journey because you have to enjoy the practice of something as much as the getting into the game. And overall, there are things that are gonna happen that are just completely out of your control. And the other things are in your control. And if they are in your control for those things that do happen, you know that you can get out of it. And all businesses or life or anything needs some sort of healing because we all get damaged, whether it's business, whether it's relationships or whatever the case may be. But being able to correlate that, I just learned that healing is acceptance and it's two parts of acceptance. You have to accept whatever that injury is, whether it's in your business, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's financial or whatever it is, and you recognize what hurt me? Why am I not where I want to be? Why am I feeling this way? Why is this not working? And recognizing that injury or that damage or whatever that is. So accepting that and being conscious of it. And then the, the second part of that healing of acceptance would be the acceptance of having the ability to move forward from that. With the business, when things started to not go my way and it, you felt injured or you feel like it's not working out, 
to I had to accept that I can make it through this storm again and um, not feeling guilty uh, about making the decisions that I needed to make in order to get there. And that takes courage. And when you speak on business and relationships, moving forward on certain things, you don't want to feel guilty about making the decision of cutting someone off or cutting off a particular relationship or friendship or certain things as far as going out to party. And when you need to just stay home and you need to work and you need to grind and put those things together in order to heal from whatever that was in business or what have you and move forward from that because that takes a it takes a lot of strength to do that. It takes a lot of mental fortitude and it takes a lot of focus. And recently I've just learned that as far as like being able to just heal and accept and move forward and not feel guilty about those things or decisions that have to be made in order to move past whatever it is that's held me back or did not work or whatever the case may be. So being able to take that time to do so has been the the biggest uh, thing that I would talk to my younger self, that is, because we're all going to go through stuff. It doesn't matter if you're, you got a billion dollars or whether you got zero. <laughs> it's it's going to happen to everybody. There's always something that is just in balance. If it's not your finances, it's your relationship. If it's not your relationship, it's with your family. It's not your family, it's with your kids. It's yeah. something. So Everybody has those things that they go through. Talking to my younger self, it would be just enjoy the journey, but also be mindful of the healing portion as you start to move forward when it hits the fan, because it's absolutely inevitable for it to happen to everybody. Everybody goes through stuff. And obviously, you know, I sit here and I have all these interviews. I get to meet people and you hear these bits of advice. And I don't want to, you take people at their word, right? And you say, yeah, I believe you went through stuff, but at the end of the day, it's a story, and, and that's really all I have to go on. And with you, I got to witness it. So I, 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 you went through some pretty significant things, life events that, that we saw you go through, uh, not just myself, but you know the other guys, brothers that were a part of the group with. And the one thing that I really saw was just how positive you remained through it and how these things that you really believe in, and that's when you can really tell who you are, right? You judge a tree by the fruit it produces, and mm-hmm. you judge it by by that fruit. And so for you to sit here and say these things, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, you were actually doing that. I can attest to that, that when push came to shove and, you know, that that really did happen, you found grace and you found a way to, to find the positives in it and see opportunity through it. And now to be on the other side of that and be able to give advice through that as well, I think is a really big deal. And for that now, how has that, impacted the way that you see yourself building the business because it seems like you've been also selective about the clients that you're working with and what you're doing and really how you see helping. Tell me a little bit about just from a relationship standpoint, how that has impacted the way that you now work with clients. I would say this year, more than any year ever, is I feel that I have a team. And it's not that I didn't have it before, but I feel like I have an army that is of, and it's not a lot of us besides yourself and the guys and things like that, but I feel like now it's made me very selective on the things that I do say and the people that I spend that time with because time is short. I'm looking to extract as much out of every day as possible. Being 33 right now, I feel like it's now or ever or never in order to perform and that it's up to me. That's been one of my, my affirmations. It's up to me. I'm not looking to anyone else besides myself in order to perform, in order to 
be that source that is and put those things together and exhaust everything within me to have that result that I want, not only for myself, but the ones that I love and the team that I have. I don't want to let my guys down, which is why I'm early for everything. (laughs) I do what I have to. I try to be as prepared as I can be so that if there's at least one chain in that link that is not weak, it's not me. So that the performance, that just has me go further because we always will do more for others than we will for ourselves. You may give the last piece of food to your grandmother or your father or your kids or whatever for yourself. And I found that I'm a very selfless person. I care about my people. I feel like I'll always be fine, but I'll always make sure that my cup is full before I pour into someone else's at the same time. In knowing that and taking that time to recognize the relationships are more important than the money, because you can have zero dollars, but if you know the right people, they'll open up any door that, that you need. And spending the time to do that has been the greatest attribute in the business today because it's not what you know is who. And I spent a lot of time developing and cultivating relationships with the right amount of people because of the fact that you cannot make a dollar without someone else. You can't make a dollar without someone else. You have to get it from somebody. You know that in learning that I want to create as a team of as many people as I can rely on and also bring value to in order to uh, create that business for myself and those that are around me because we bring so much value to each other. And I feel like there's nothing that's more important than that. The purpose of a relationship is to magnify what you're doing. You can go to a basketball game and be the only one in the stands and it's not going to be as fun. Mm-hmm. That is. But if you're going there and the stadium is full or you're at least if you're with your people and everyone's screaming, they're cheering, it's just a different level of energy. It's an experience that you have. And having people, that team of people, I don't need a lot. I don't need a stadium pool. You know, there. I just need my guys. I need my people that I'm with and we'll fill the stadium ourselves there with the energy and wish that we create. So this year, more than ever, just hyper confident in the value that I have and what I can bring. And I've been able to get a lot of experience from those that are around me, like yourself and and the other people that I'm working with right now, but particularly what you and I are building at this point, having those level of mastermind conversations that are just growing and watching it grow before our eyes. Wow, this is actually working. (laughs) This is what we've been praying about, what we've been thinking about, we've been writing down, what we've been affirming, what we've been reading. It's continually manifesting and it's the snowball effect on this point. So as we're going into the new year, year of 2024, it's very confident. It's very sure. The vision is very clear. The people that that I'm meeting and that you're meeting and the team that I'm having, it's working out for those around me. As much turmoil is going on in this planet, we have our own bubble and that we have our own world that is for each other. And it helps the next man on that. We're becoming stronger with each other. And it's not a competition by any means, but we're helping each other level up. And that's been the the greatest, that's been the greatest gift this year and with what we've been creating there in this brotherhood that we have. So amazing, man. Excited for everything that's to come and what we've built so far, but just, yeah, the promise of tomorrow. And for those that want to work with you or find out more, subscribe, follow, support, how can they find you online on social media? They can find me on Instagram, mr.laquan, L-A-Q-U-A-N. 
I'm on there pretty heavily. That is with my brokerage. I can set up and license now about eight years, making it very easy to find me. Or you can find me on the TFOCB podcast. I'm going to be plastered all over there with everything that we're doing. (laughs) So I want to make it very easy to find me on social media, but hard to find me physically. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working so that I can disappear and be left in peace when I want to and found when I want to be. That's how everyone can find me. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Looking forward to it. And thank you again. Looking forward to it. I appreciate you, man.